Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go over there, get all of your wrestling news. We have MMA coverage, boxing coverage on Fightful.com as well. Of course, you can always visit Fightful Boxing, Fightful MMA. We have UFC 235 this weekend, a loaded show tomorrow on the MMA podcast, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Showdown Joe Ferraro, who has worked side-by-side with uh, George St. Pierre for a very long time, will recount some of his memories as GSP retired. But what we have tonight is one of the bigger episodes of Raw in recent memory. A lot of great stuff on this show. A lot of momentous stuff on this show. We are joined by one Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how you doing? I, I will say this. Uh, you, you won't find two more impactful bookends to a Raw. You know, it, I mean, in years, like, and that, and that totally do not relate to one another. Like, this is, yeah. th- this is really interesting where we're having two completely separate stories and also two completely different kinds of emotions that they want to draw out from you. It's real, th- those two bookends, I will say, flawlessly executed. I'm, I'm iffy on the middle stuff because I'm not really sure where we're going with all this towards WrestleMania, but you know, I'm willing to find out. So I have a ton of backstage news tonight. There was a lot of stuff on the fly tonight. There was a lot of time changes, a lot of stuff that was uh, kind of held or kept secret on this show. Uh, is we we would hear all throughout the afternoon names that were there, names that that weren't there, just just stuff going on. Man, there's there's been a lot of overturn or turnover rather in uh, roster in people that work backstage. I've got a lot of that on FightfulSelect.com. If you guys want to support us, the most direct way to do that is subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, the $5 tier gets you the basic news, uh, over a dozen podcasts a month. One tier up gets you early access stuff. But uh, a lot of the times I'm posting that stuff over there. Uh, like I said, that is the most direct way to uh, support us. We jumped like over 10% today alone in in a lot of the stuff that we did. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I had posted... Last week on FightfulSelect.com, a Q&A show where I noted, and I had this weird rush of people asking me about Roman Reigns last week. I was like, yeah, that's unusual. And then a source that also chimed in the day that the Kevin Owens vignette started to run and said, man, Kevin Owens is coming back. Hit me up and said, Roman Reigns and The Shield are going to have a presence at Fastlane. And I said, well, that's something. So... Here's what I know so far. Vince McMahon found out early last week, and he was the first person to find out. I think everybody kind of put the puzzle pieces together over the weekend, 
But until this morning, the only people that for sure knew what was going on were Triple H, Stephanie, Vince, Kevin Dunn, and I believe Michelle Wilson. They were all abreast of the situation and things were booked. Uh, Media obligations were booked. And I'm told it was Roman Reigns' decision to make the quick turnaround and come back. And that uh, he may have wanted to do it even earlier if possible. This is very good news that that we got, Alex. Uh, The man is in remission. It couldn't be better news. You know, um, it it was um, one of those things where when he announced it, and he had said, you know, I, I've been living with this for 11 years. It felt like the kind of thing where he was treating it as a as a setback, but not. it did not feel as though this man felt as though he was in mortal danger from whatever it was that he had. It felt like, I beat it before, I can beat it again, and I had no reason to doubt him at the time. Did I think he would be back by now? No. But did I think he would be back by the end of 2019? Sure, why not? This guy... Get, you know, I, I believe absolutely believed it. Uh, so when I saw it over the weekend that, that he was making this announcement, I was like, well, that's awesome. Because really, I mean, they, they made a lot of interesting decisions trying to figure out what to do with Roman gone. But in a lot of ways, man, you, it showed how, how much the whole thing revolved around that guy for years. And without him, they were like, um, let's make this guy the biggest thing in our company. No, that's not going to work. We'll do this thing. And it kind of felt like they, now it feels like maybe they have their lodestar, somebody that can actually, you know, um, anchor to and, and, and make sure that everything can kind of, uh, get, you know, just rock solid again. The Roman Reigns comes out and he, he gets a great ovation. This is the ovation Vince McMahon has always dreamed of for him. Yeah. It's unfortunate that such circumstances require were required for it. But he says that he misses everybody, uh, shared handshakes and hugs around ringside, and said that he's back, said that his leukemia is in remission, says it's our yard, really puts over the crowd, uh, hugs his mother at ringside and met Seth Rollins on the ramp now. This was a, uh, in a lot of ways, a I don't want to say a fly by the seat of their pants show, but there were there was a lot of time cut from this show. There were some reasons, something. When I was told that, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know why. When stuff like Jinder Mahal versus Kurt Angle was on the show for no reason, but um, I was told that Dean Ambrose was very emotional backstage, and it was his decision to not go out there onto the ramp, and uh, that th- there are going to be some talks that are going to be had now that Roman's back between. Yeah. WWE and Dean trying to make another effort, but uh, the decision to have Reigns and Rollins uh, help Ambrose was a natural decision immediately following that. But this was a moment, Alex. This was a real special segment. It was incredibly special and incredibly well done. Um, A lot of it was just, you know, it was the kind of the inverse of, you know, that night after WrestleMania a couple of years ago where he just let the booze wash over him. It was the absolute inverse of that. I mean, people getting the cheers and everything. And yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks that the guy had to get cancer and then beat cancer for all these people who hated him to love him. But I think the problem is, is that we never really saw him as the guy, like the person. We saw him as this this thing that we that the people who didn't like him they saw him as this thing that was foisted upon them by Vince 
the, an entity that was not actually in any way like uh, didn't feel real. This felt real. Like if you don't have, if you don't, if you don't know anybody uh, who's 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 been affected by cancer, you know somebody who knows somebody who's been affected by cancer. Like this is a thing that everyone can relate to, and and you know, I mean, a lot of people have been. I've 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 had family members who've who've died of cancer. I've had members who've beaten cancer. It's always an emotional thing. So, you know, this is a, a big deal for people to be able to actually relate to him, the person. So uh, I was I was told that Roman actually got better pretty soon after everything unfolded, and he's still feeling a little bit sluggish. Um, but whew, there, there's so much to process about this situation because Roman Reigns is back into the fold, and if there were, was any doubts, he got physical on this show. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. This is great news. Regardless of what you think about Roman Reigns, the character, this is great news uh, for the person. And based on a lot of the, quite frankly, the filler that we've seen, he could be used. Now, what doesn't need to be done is sacrificing the integrity and the quality of every other character yes. to get one guy over. The thing is, Roman Reigns is over, and he's always been over. Yeah. He just wasn't over in the way that one guy in particular wanted him to be. And yeah. that's what led to so much, even more of the pushback, even more of the frustration. It's, it's going to be a real, real, uh, I, I'm just, I'm very intrigued to see how all this yeah. unfolds from here. I, on I'm, out. Really, I'm really interested because this, this is, this is going to be a, 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 a great test for Vincent McMahon to see what his instincts are of how to run with this. Cause there's certainly a school of thought that says Vince, Vince's instincts might be, well, now they love him. Now I'll just go back to pushing him as hard as I can. Yeah. And, and maybe that'll work. Maybe, maybe, maybe the goodwill that's been built up for, for, for Joe, the person will actually make Roman reigns bulletproof and yeah. everyone will keep rooting for him. And maybe not. Maybe Vince. Maybe Vince is going to make some missteps along the way. We don't know. But again, I'm super intrigued. Um, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this is. Again, we keep. I keep talking about this, man. I don't remember ever being this close to Mania, and not having a clear picture of who's going to face who. Like so, in the middle of this uh, middle of this show, we have all these people involved in stuff, and I have no idea. Where where most of these people are going to wind up uh, in by mania time, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a quick turnaround for a lot of these storylines. So there were a lot of people backstage tonight, tons of people, lots of athletes, musicians. Uh, there, what I'm told is they go off the air because obviously this segment, uh, Wrestling Observer announced today that Dave Batista was coming back, so they they had that out, but the capacity was not known. And I'm told that the the uh, final segment was known by like Vince Hunter, Stephanie, two producers, and the people involved, obviously. Yeah. Because they don't want that info getting out when no. everything else is getting out. And I'm told if people are wondering, well, what what are they going to do with all this? All these people they brought in, they are having a celebration for Rick again after <laughs> after yeah. the show. They're all going out. Uh, Charlotte had to fly out from Raw. And back. Oh, wow. Because she worked Asuka at the live event. 
there's just a ton of stuff uh, going on right now. Lots of people backstage, and they played a lot of this stuff pretty close to the vest for all the stuff that got out today, and a lot of stuff got out today. Yeah. Like, a lot of those people weren't on TV. A lot of those people didn't do what you would expect. There were a lot of really good twists. And uh, let's just get into the show. Man, it was it was, it was was uh, a fun show. Not necessarily fun as the revival losing in about what we saw two minutes. It was, it was about six, seven between yeah. the commercial. But the revival attacked Aleister Black and Ricochet from behind and got their asses kicked as a result. What you can say, though, the crowd was behind this match. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta's a good crowd. Atlanta also, the the center stage uh, in Atlanta has been used for uh, uh, NXT tapings. They're they're an NXT knowledgeable crowd. They know who Aleister Black and Ricochet are. Um, it's interesting now. I I I don't know who makes the call. Uh, I mean, obviously I know who makes the call, but it was an interesting thing of like whether or not they were already always going to pair up. Ricochet and Aleister Black as part of the Dusty Tag Team Classic that's going on in NXT. They were like, oh, great. We'll just have them wrestle as part of a tag team on Raw, too. Or if it was the idea, hey, on Raw, they're going to be wrestling in the, uh, you know, in, as a tag team. Oh, great. We'll put them in the Dusty Classic together. Like, I'm not sure exactly how that all worked out, but now it actually makes some kind of continuity sense. Like, these guys wrestled uh, as a tag team on Raw tonight. Uh, they They beat the Raw Tag Team Champions in a non-title match, and we'll get into that in a second. So it makes perfect sense that on Wednesday, they can announce Aleister Black and Ricochet are a tag team, and they're in the Dusty Classic. That makes perfect sense. I like when, they, when they're able to actually figure out how to do that. Now, I don't know if I love the idea of <laughs> the Revival losing to DIY one week clean in a non-title match, and then losing to Aleister Black and Ricochet, who aren't really a tag team clean in a non-title match this week it's like hey good news dash and dawson we're finally gonna put the belts on you great what's the catch you're gonna go right back to losing every single match you're in on tv like i don't know if that actually works and we'll have to see i know these two guys can put over the the you know the nxc dudes great and it'll they'll look like great matches but not if they're two minutes that we actually get a watch like give them a few minutes to work so we can actually see you know the, the chemistry there but I don't know. Well, I felt the highlight of this match was Scott Dawson's tribute to Arn Anderson. Yeah. The fake punch, yep. DDT, and Aleister Black sold that like a million bucks. Oh. He sold it incredibly. Aleister Black sells a DDT better than anybody on the roster, any level that you want, any, any brand you want. But the, the DDT he does, the spring up into sitting is so great. Love it. Obviously, an incredible amount of influence there. We have more on the Arn Anderson thing. Yeah, man. On uh, Fightful Select. Things were rough between he and Vince for a long time. And I- I'm told not all hope is lost in in that. And they're hoping things will boil over. Or not boil over. Things already did boil over. But for, the, yeah. for those asking, I was told that Arn was welcome there today for whatever it was it had planned. It wasn't advertised, anything like that but he chose to FaceTime Rick his birthday wishes. Ah. <laughs> which, which, you know, I, I mentioned how, like, one time when Gangrel sent me LMAO with a bunch of laughy faces yeah. on Twitter, I was like, ah, there goes my childhood. Just imagining <laughs> Arn Anderson trying to figure out FaceTime. Oh, man. That's the other thing is that I, I read today because I, I was looking at stuff, uh, Arn Anderson's, you know, uh, relationship with people and, you know, where this – 
might have started. And I read something where that he retired when he gave his retirement speech. He wasn't forty yet. No, and I, and I went back and watched it. Like it. I went back and I watched it. And I was like, that man's that man's my age. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that man's my age. When he looks like he could have been my dad. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he was. I, I believe he was thirty-eight. Yeah, it was. Um, it was unbelievable, but. Um, lots of people brought in and out of WWE, lots of agents. By the way, uh, Ricochet stopped a Steiner Bulldog and moonsaulted Dash. Aleister Black hit the Black Mass, and that was it. I don't know if beating your new tag champs every week instead of developing good characters is the way I would go, but we'll see. And you mentioned EC3 got beat by Apollo on main event. Like, this is the deal. You brought up EC3. You never let him actually talk, and you've shunted him to to main event where he's losing to proven losers on main event. Somebody says, well, they really, they, they, you know, they never, they never give him a chance. And so nobody cares about him because they never gave him a chance. Like you, 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 you brought up all these people. We haven't seen a bunch of people. Lacey Evans, all she does is walk down to the ramp. I mean, uh, heavy machinery is a comedy duo. You know, Nikki Cross has been absolutely MIA for a few weeks and EC3 who I thought had the most potential of being like a Vince guy when they brought him up. Like he's got the body. He's great on the mic. He's an absolutely perfectly packaged upper mid card, like, like jerk heel. And no, we've, we've given up on him. I mean, you put, if you put him on a main event and have him lose to Apollo Cruz, you've given up on him at least for the time being. And that yeah. sucks. That's, that's not a, that's not a good sign. And out of all the people I would have assumed that, EC3 would have been the one in particular that Vince said, him. Yeah. I like him. Elias is interrupted by Lacey Evans, who immediately leaves. I don't know where they're getting with this. I don't know what's what, going on. What have you heard about the thing, the report that I said that that I that I read somewhere that that the, the thought is that if Ronda were to leave. They want Lacey Evans to be like a top player in the women's division, like on the same level as Becky and Charlotte. Like, I personally don't know anything about that. I, I've not heard that from anybody. Yeah. I've just heard the same reports that you have. When I read it, I was like, if that's the case, you think you're going to get her there by having her walk down the ramp and back? Like, that seems like a that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Well, Elias is interrupted by Ambrose, who wants a match with Drew McIntyre, no DQ. Ambrose says that he's a fan of Elias, even after Elias trolls the crowd about a Super Bowl. Ambrose asks Elias if he knows how to play a variety of songs, including Dirty Deeds. I did like the, (laughs) I guess, involuntary spasm that Elias had as he swung the guitar and missed, got hit with Dirty Deeds. I I thought that was fair. This was a good way... uh, a good way to establish that Ambrose is trying to be a little more baby faceish. Yeah. And I mean, if he's going to smooth things over back with his shield bros in time for mania, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, uh, I, I, I liked that they didn't have Dean come out with, with Seth at the top of the show. We'll talk about later what they did with, with Dean and, and, and the boys. Um, but there's a, there's a reckoning that needs to be had. Like he's got to like if you're gonna get back into this thing, I don't know how long they thought Rome was gonna be out, but having that feud between him and Seth just peter out totally, and now Dean doesn't really know if he's 
like he was expecting Seth to rescue him last week. And and Seth's like, what are you talking about? We were just like trying to kill each other a few months ago. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like that kind of Dean totally makes sense, but he's got to be like to Roman. When you said that, my, my I, I lost my head, man. And I don't know what I was doing. And that's why I attacked you. Like there's got to be a reckoning, an actual like apology from Dean to get these all guys back together. Otherwise it's going to feel really forced. By the way, guys, uh, thanks to Wild Boy for the super chat. Leave a donation in our live YouTube chat where we will answer your questions. One question came and said, uh, who all was backstage? How long did they hang around? Um, I, I don't know all of the members of Migos names, but at least one of them, <laughs> <laughs> at least one of them was there. Um, lots of people, or lots of uh, Atlanta Hawks, uh, Atlanta Falcons members, Vander Holyfield, Charles Barkley. No, they did not hang around for the whole show. They did not. Um, I'm told they gave Rick their wishes and left also rick like disappeared right before his uh his arrival scene was filmed (laughs) (laughs) and they almost missed him but uh speaking of that we see him arriving a fifi the maid debut yeah wwe that's kind of cool for those of you who don't don't know uh the the woman that rick is with is fifi the maid of wcw fame who i don't think ever appeared on wwe oh Uh, prevo offset and takeoff or the Migos. There we go. I don't know which one. I don't know which one. I thought maybe you could provide some insight, Alex. No, no. Uh, I, I have I, Alex on here because of his stage experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not because of his musical acumen. No, no, no. Certainly nothing. I'm old. Like, stuff that I listen to is, is old from when I was a youth. Also, there were uh, teams from Entertainment Tonight, E, People Magazine there for the things that you would imagine interviews for uh, fighting with my family and the Roman Reigns things. Just, man, there's there's just so much that was going on backstage right now. And the thing is, usually when that happens, I get re- I get reports from backstage that are like, oh, it's mayhem, it's a madhouse. I wasn't getting that tonight. Mm. I got a lot of, this was kept secret, that was kept secret, this was decided at last minute. But it the negative connotation didn't come with that. The Roman Reigns thing had everybody in a positive mood. And considering this is a week after they finalized a bunch of releases, fired one of the most popular agents, that that's saying something. Yeah. Because I know that the Arn Anderson thing was a blow to morale. But the fact that they were able to have so many moving parts tonight, yeah. so many, I mean, celebrities in and out of there, uh, so many big names, they were able to keep secrets. That says something about how well the machine can still run. And some of the decisions Vince McMahon has made over the last few weeks people are like man is he losing it what's going on and admittedly i hear that stuff and i'm thinking damn that doesn't sound too promising yeah there's there's a lot to to think about with the whole of uh the report that vince was like get me the four top guys from nxt should we tell hunter no like it it felt weird when i was like, like hunter had no idea until they were like the call had been made that he was losing his four top guys down in full sale like that made no sense, but and now we got to figure out of of because it seems like all these guys are pulling not just double duty being on Raw and SmackDown, but they're heavily involved in shit still going on in NXT. So you know we'll see what happens there, but it's it's an interesting time, that's for sure. Sorry, uh, I was told Atlanta Hawks alumni or something like that. I don't know. I know that the Hawks had a game, or not the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks had a game tonight. Yeah, they did. 
Natalia and Ronda Rousey defeated the Riot Squad with Liv Morgan. Ruby wearing a beanie while she wrestled popped me. Yeah. I thought that was that was a nice touch. What did you think of this match, Alex? Uh, oh, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the idea that 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 were the Riot Squad to to hold the tag titles eventually, that they would be a a, a, a free burden it, uh, type of thing. I think that would be interesting because I think Ruby is unquestionably the the, the star of that trio uh, and would do all the single stuff. But there's no reason why she couldn't participate in tag matches. So I like to see. Uh, that in this, um, I think the right squad has really, really, really improved over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, I've always been a huge right fan. I thought Liv and Sarah were nowhere near where they needed to be when they were called up and they're doing great work every week. Yeah. They've really, they've really come along. And I think that being with Ruby riot has done nothing but help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the the match the match was good. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a it's an odd thing. Like we'll, we'll talk about how the match ended and what's going from there. But the, the match itself, I thought, was going fine until all of a sudden, chaos. Yeah, there was some stuff that I didn't think looked great. This really bad looking heart attack that they yeah, hit outside. No, that, that was not good. Not good at all. Uh, uh, Rousey went with the elbow instead of a clothesline. The camera oh. angle helped them a lot because I have I have I have a hunch none of that connected. And uh, that's saying something, man. Uh, Logan cracked Natalia with a big-ass knee. Natalia went to the well a few too many times with that crawling through the legs thing. Yeah. You, you, I feel like you pull that off once per match, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Rousey at times is a little less polished than she was a few months ago. Am I alone in that? I think that you are right. and I And I wonder if the 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 pressure of this time of of year and and how you know, like we're, we're amping up towards something has given her less time to just sit and actually train because a lot of it like she's on TV like every week it used to be like we'd have a match and then you know she'd have appearances but once she became the champion she was like i'm gonna defend this thing every week and so she hasn't had just like i'm gonna get in the gym and just do all this stuff that like you know that you would have done Years and years ago, if you had started wrestling years and years ago, but when you started wrestling a year ago, you know, like those fundamentals are things you got to work on all the time, even if, you know, you're the champion and you're wrestling a full full matches and you're on the road all the time. Like those fundamentals are things you got to keep on, you know, keep sharp. And she's not keeping those things sharp because she's, you know, working full matches as opposed to actually just like getting in the ring and doing drills. I did love the run-up knee that she did. That looked amazing uh, on, I think it was Sarah Logan. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really good because that thing early on was hit or miss, and I was like, ah, maybe she just shouldn't do that at all. Yeah. She refined that. She worked on it. It looks really good. Um, Piper's pit hits, but before the arm bar is applied, Becky Lynch shows up with a crutch. Becky decks Natalia, brawls with Ronda Rousey. That's a DQ. The match is over. Security breaks up the fight. They did a really, really awesome job of looking like they wanted to fight each other so bad, Alex. Yeah, yes. That's that's okay. all I, I thought watching them. I was like, man, they want to get at each other. I was able to suspend my disbelief long enough to realize, or even though I know Becky Lynch isn't get a, getting arrested. Right. Even though you know they're doing that mugshot T-shirt. They are yeah. doing that mugshot oh. T-shirt. They need to. They need that, to. That thing will sell out. 
it, it'll okay. be great. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, it's a, it is a, it is, they are toeing the line here with Becky in a lot of different ways. Um, the Natalia thing was, she's like, listen, th- just, you, you, you know, please, please don't. And Becky's like, screw you, bitch. And just starts smacking her with the cake with the, with, with the, with the crutch again. Like I, I, I caught some flack for saying that, like that, that, that Rhonda didn't need to be hit with a, with a crutch last week or whenever it was that, she, that, that Becky went off on Charlotte. That it was excessive to also hit Ronda when Ronda wasn't wasn't even attempting to get involved, but they were like, no, but she, she still blames Ronda for for costing her the match at T- TLC. Okay, fine. What did Natty ever do to Becky? Yeah, for like got in her way, got in her way. That's slightly, enough. Slightly impeded her forward motion. Like Becky could have could have been like stand aside, and then when Becky when when Natty said no, then she could have hit her. But her first response was. Physical violence. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, there's the, the the pull apart brawl. I thought was suitably sloppy, and I love Finley being the point man on trying to get Becky out of there because I I want them to do an angle where Finley kind of blames himself for this because he was the guy who led her to the rumble. Yeah. Like everything has gone to hell, and he's like, oh man, if I had only just just told her no, then everything would have been fine. I would love some digital content like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that would that would be good. Remember, guys, subscribe to Fightful Select. We have some scoops up there pretty consistently. Some of them uh, tonight included who was backstage, some stuff that uh, wasn't anywhere else, some, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some uh, storyline plans. But, my God, lots went on. Becky Lynch gets carried out in handcuffs. I did love her. Hey, watch, watch the, watch the, watch the wrists. I need those hands to hold up the title. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was great. a great line. That was a great line. Great line. And you know, maybe you want people to take it easier on your wrists because you got something else going on. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, Sean, if you're if you're if you're taking blue chew for that particular reason, I mean. Hey, 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 I didn't say anything about that. Maybe you've been on a 60-day suspension of your own. A dry ah. spell, so to speak. Ah, Does yeah. your reputation precede you? Or maybe you just aren't quite confident enough. Our buddies at Bluetooth can help you out. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew, like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Whether it's a belt or a championship holding your pants up, you can let that thing fly, even if you got two of them, like Dean Ambrose, that shit-eating wild man. You can take these things anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. And right now, you get it for the price of on the house. For the price of on the house, Alex. Man. On the, on the house is a, good, is a good price. It's a hell of a price. Just use that code FIGHTFUL. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Kareem Taylor says SRS and Glenn Rubenstein should have a Blue Chew promo face-off. I don't know what you think that would consist of, but sir, I am married. Thank you. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. 
Whoo! Ronda Rousey calls out Vince McMahon, gets Stephanie instead, and I thought Jimmy Van was coming to the ring, Alex. Man, his rendition. Uh, now I actually hear the words. Yeah, because <laughs> he he's he enunciated so much better than the actual person they had singing it. Yes. So, so it's like, and the queen dumb where the kings bow down. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, the way, way less down. enthusiasm where the kings bow down. <laughs> so Nigel, our producer, had to rework that entire thing because there's no instrumental version online. Oh wow! So he had to recreate it. Also, did the Titan Tron. Little nice. little backstage news here. Fightful backstage news. Jimmy would only do one take. Oh, <laughs> one take diva Jimmy. And <laughs> Nigel wanted to have Jimmy recreate all of the scenes from the Titan Tron on a green screen. Of course. But he wouldn't do it. If you guys missed that, that is on our channel. Uh, Rousey pleads with Stephanie to give her Becky Lynch or at least put her in the WrestleMania match. But Stephanie says it can't happen, even though she wants it to happen too. I like that Stephanie did establish, I do want this to happen. Right. It's just not my call. And that is in line with everything we know as people who have watched wrestling and have heard about what goes on. It yeah. is Vince's call. Yeah. Yeah. Vince, it's, it's Vince gets the final say, um, you know, weeks ago when, when Triple H and, and Stephanie accepted Becky's apology or wanted to have the match. Uh, Vince says no. Unilaterally, he says no. We're not going to do it that way because I say so, um, and so that makes sense. That like you know, I I kind of I kind of I wish she had she had fought a little harder for it. You know, at some point in the storyline of when like, Dad, what are you doing? You know, kind of a thing. But um, uh, I I liked this a lot. I I, I struggled a lot with 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 Rhonda's performance here. Of you know, hey, you no, know, br- bring out Vince. I mean, I'm not going to go into the fact that she was like stumbling over her words left and right uh, because she, you know, she gets amped up and that's something that, you know, that she, for, for, for those who don't know, she grew up with a disorder. She didn't yeah. speak for many years. Right. Right. And I, I think that, that when she gets amped up like that, she has a tendency to like stumble over her words a little bit. And that's something she needs to work on. But I feel like there's somebody, somebody could work with her on trying to get her to be more calm like one of those people who, when they get angry, they they talk quieter and slower. Like that could be something that could really work for her, not only to help her with with that speech thing she's got, but also with her character, where she just like just looks at you, and you know she's pissed, but she's not yelling and she's not talking fast, like that kind of a thing. Anyway, um, her thing of say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like, 
hey, no, get, get Vince out here because this is what I want. I want to face Becky. Becky, just, I, I'm losing my mind. Put Becky in the match. And like, no, no. Okay, I demand it. Okay, no. I no, please, please do it. Like, hey, I, I mean, if this is your storyline that you're going to suspend Becky, and the way that she gets back into the match is her rival wants her in the match so bad that she sort of, kind of relinquishes the title. Um, I, I I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It's interesting. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I like this segment without, you know, with the exception of Rousey, the, the extended stuff, I think it should have been a little more short and sweet. Yeah. Jinder Mahal comes out to talk that shit about Ric Flair. Says that he's going to have an after party of his own since he wasn't invited. He's interrupted by Kurt Angle, who's been on a losing streak and has been down in the dumps, so to speak. Jinder Mahal beats down Kurt before a German suplex hits. Singh brothers are knocked off the apron and Angle escapes the Colossus to win with an ankle lock. This was a nothing match, didn't have a story, and was filler on a show that probably did not need filler, Alex. No, no. You could have easily just taken this completely out and then had left other things with time to breathe. Like I was noticing throughout most of the night, it felt like the commercials were longer than the content we got. Like that first thing where it was like, we're going to go to break after Seth and, and Roman. We're back. Alistair Black and Ricochet are already in the ring and they have a match against the Revival and oh, we're going to commercial. And I was like, you just got back from, com- from a commercial. Like I felt like that all the breaks were really weird and mi- mistimed. And if you would just said, okay, we're going to take out Jinder versus Kurt here, which doesn't really add to anything. Hey, now we have all this extra time to play with. We don't have to worry about like shunting in and out of things that fast. Um, yeah, this was this was not here. What 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 are your thoughts? We we kind of skipped over this. What are your thoughts about Rousey leaving the belt in the ring? Yeah, we did kind of. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. It's an interesting tactic. It's like like I I think it's interesting. I don't think they actually communicated it well, but mm-hmm. it felt like Ronda saying, "You need me." More than I need you. That's a nice way of taking it. I think that, that's how I, I took if, it initially. Yeah. If I don't get my way, then I can just I can just go. Like I got other things to do. I can I'm I can go. I got offers to my agent called me. I have four movies I could sign on to do right now. I, I don't I don't I don't need to do this. I'm if you don't give me what I want, I'm leaving, and I don't need your stupid belt. Like I like that she actually called it a belt, and she was like, it's a, it's a gaudy accessory. It doesn't even match my style. Like, again, whoever's writing this for her is not helping her by having all these long strings of words. But I like that she called it a belt because she why would she call it a championship? She's not that kind of person. Like, I liked it if that was intentional. It made sense. But also her dropping it there and Stephanie being like, well, now what? You know, because now we don't have a match. We have Charlotte versus who for a vacant title. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that, that cannot happen. No. I, I feel like Ronda Rousey needs to lose the title if she's going away right which is why now we now we have this moment of intrigue which we're gonna have to get everything sewn up here by like the 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 raw after fast lane so you guys you're down to the wire here but i like that there's all these things of intrigue setting things up i just don't know if i love the idea of becky getting back into the title match not through her own agency, but through her rival asking her to be put back in it. I'd like Becky to kind of figure out a way of getting in on her own as opposed to through somebody else's means. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I really like this, especially the Rousey Becky interaction. Alexa Bliss is out now. My direct TV went out for several minutes here. Explain to me how this Alexa Bliss segment went. Uh, Alexa Bliss came out and she said, Hey Finn, Finn's out. Finn, Finn Balor, come out here. He said that that new that new uh, that new title is covering up your abs. Oh, why don't you show show me your abs? And Finn Finn actually said, "This is how this is terrible." Alexa, are you trying to make me blush? And he said it like that too. It was like not in any kind of way. Um, People and, think I'm setting you up. I'm not. My Directv legitimately went out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then she, this is this thing. She says, why don't you show me your abs? Tell you what, if you show me your abs, I'll show you my, and then she's interrupted. I am so glad. Not because I didn't want to see that. I'm going back. I'm going to yeah. watch that. Yeah. But I like that you explain that a lot yeah. more than me. <laughs> Cause then Leo Rush comes out. Cause he wants, he wants to face <sighs> Finn because you know, for, for Bobby's honor. He wants he 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 says he's going to come out and he's going to take the belt from him and bring it to Bobby, which I don't know what that accomplishes. But he's like Finn's like you want a match? You how about you have a match with me? No, I, it's for Bobby. It's supposed to be for Bobby. Well, you want to have a match? What if you face me for the with the title on the line? Then you can become the champion. You can just give it to Bobby. And it's like well, no, because because Leo doesn't want to like hurt Bobby's feelings, I guess. And then and then Alexa goes, "What's the matter, Leo? Not man enough." God, I can't wait to watch this. Really? What's happening? And Leo's like, okay, fine. I'll I'll take that match. I'm gonna go backstage and prepare for it. This is my favorite part. Okay, I I got I got it here. Yeah, Yeah, I came back here. Alexa goes, Oh, you can't go anywhere, Leo, because your match starts right now. Because it just got made and I decided it starts right now. I don't know who gave Alexa Bliss that that power, but she just has it. Well, this was a nice showcase for Leo Rush. Uh, as I mentioned on on Twitter, it does not take a lot to make Leo Rush look like a million bucks, but Finn Balor still did it. He made him look like a million and ten bucks. That's how good uh, Finn Balor was here. And Balor busts Leo's balls sometimes. I don't think it's I mean, a secret. A lot of people bust Leo's balls, but... Producers are very high on his mic skills in particular. I think they'd be dumb to not be high on his in-ring. And I had even people in WWE were like speculating to me, oh, maybe Leo Rush is the next to go since TJP got cut. And I said, I don't think they would dare. I don't think they would dare hand another company their next Rey Mysterio. He's that good in the ring to me. Rey Mysterio is the only other person like that. Now, there's been Osprey and Ricochet too that I looked at and I was like, I couldn't believe what my eyes were right, seeing. Right. And that's Leo Rush to me. Yeah. Leo Rush is, is incredibly special. And he is just 24, like just turned 24. Um, he's, he's, in, he's incredible. And, and he's only going to keep getting better and better. And the thing is, like, if you're like, oh, well, he's you know, like this, this, you know, kick him to the curb because, you know, that one thing he said about Emma a while ago. No, 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 no. Can you imagine? Like if AEW got his other hands on him and said, "Oh, well, you're going to have a feud with with Pac," and and the former Neville and Leo Rush, we're going to give you thirty minutes on this on this on the show, and all the real wrestling heads are going to tune in and watch that. Like, like that's that's a thing that you can't get 
on WWE because they're not treating, you know, they're, they're, they're cruiserweights use rest holds. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same kind of thing that you would get if they actually another company got a hold of Leo and paired him up with somebody like a Pac. So they're not doing that. Um, but what they are doing is finally giving Leo the chance to actually work some matches and not just avoid people because that's what he had been doing. This is this yes. is great. This whole this, match, this can be something special. I have no problem with Leo Rush in his early mid-20s losing to a former Universal Champion who is the Intercontinental Champion in an Intercontinental title match this way. This was really good. It put over Leo Rush. I thought the story of Leo Rush tonight is one of the underrated aspects of this show. Yes. I thought that was outstanding. The finish was awesome. Leo Rush goes for that. <laughs> weird ass slingshot stunner that the cameraman never catches and yeah. uh, got caught with a 1916 and a coup de gras. I love watching I loved watching Balor play the bigger opponent too. Yeah. That was that was cool. That 1916 was like that was like a brain buster. Like that yeah. that was really I mean sometimes as it, it was intended. Yeah, as it was as it usually does, but now it's more like, you know, it's a more like a, a back bump the way they normally do it. And that one was just all right on the top of the head. Uh, this was this was great. Um, again, um, I think this. I think that Leo is protected by losing in this way. He looked great in the match. Got into good offense. Almost hit his finisher. Um, this is fine, but I am also worried about the fact that they're like they seem to be further splitting him and Bobby when Leo is the best thing to happen to Bobby. Well, I was going to say that until I saw this Lashley promo because, who boy, did it kick ass. I love this Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley changing levels to get in Leo Rush's face and scold him. I mean, like, scold him. Yeah. I I manage people on a daily basis. There's nothing that I dislike more than having to correct someone. Bobby Lashley wasn't correcting Leo Rush. He was down in his face letting him know, I'm way bigger than you. You screwed up real bad. You suck. It's your fault. You cost me a match. Lashley was livid and went off. Really, really went off. I I, I kind of like this because it's very clear to me, or at least I say very clear to me, who knows what will happen next week. They could just abandon the whole thing. It really seems like they're trying to pile on the sympathy on Leo Rush. He got his ass kicked last week, came back. This week he's he's getting finger wagged some more. And he looked out for number one in the match that followed, which I guess wasn't actually a match. Lashley comes out aggressive on Braun Strowman. Uh, I love the demeanor. I love the aggressiveness. Some of the best I've seen Bobby Lashley in those four posts since he's since he's been here. Eats a boot, gets squishered. And then Strowman mows down Lashley and Leo. But for the first one, Leo rolled out of the way and let Bobby eat that. Yep. I like the story that's being told here. Don't necessarily like the lack of explanation last week of, hey, all of a sudden he's back. Maybe have some of that finger wagging or that sad puppy dog type of reaction, like the abused abused pet, because that's how Lashley's treating Leo Rush. Yeah. No, I, I, I like this. I was also confused. Um, I knew they were like, oh, this match hasn't even gotten started yet. And then, you know, I got distracted. And then I looked back up and they were doing the, you know, is Bobby Lashley going to actually vertically suplex Braun Strowman? Oh, no, Braun did it. I'm like, you never see a spot like that in a in a match that hasn't started yet. Like, that's 
if you're going to have like a brawl and the ref's like, well, whoops, I can't even get these guys under control. You don't have like the whoops, vertical suplex countered into a toss suplex. That's not a thing that normally happens. So I was very confused when they were like, whoops, this is just over. Okay. The Ascension trolled Tucker, bully Otis. Tucker warns them about it. They accuse Otis of dumpster diving for hamburgers. Then they knock the Ascension into the boxes backstage. Hard for me to get excited about either one of these two teams. I I I so wish they had done something a little different here with the Ascension being like, listen, um, let me take you guys under our wing here. We are we are the poster child for being brought up from NXT and just destroyed. We were undefeated in NXT for years. And they brought us up and they made fun of us. And they called us like low-rent Legion of Doom. They put us in these costumes. And then they made fun of us for wearing them. And the <laughs> old guys came out and beat us up. We've never been the same since. Guys. Have, have fun at SmackDown 20 when you get your asses kicked. <laughs> By the headbangers. Yeah, it's it's the old, you know, I used to be a soldier like you, then I took an arrow in the knee. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, it, there's a little bit of that in the Ascension. Um, I, I'm fine with this. Uh, I, 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 I think Vince really gets a kick out of Otis. You know, I just, I feel like that's it. Like, there was a great point. It's like, he, they said you were dumpster diving for cheeseburgers. And he looks up into the side and nothing and goes, cheese. Like, that, I feel like that makes Vince laugh his ass off. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't think that the, the, the these, I mean, they're the Godwins. We talked about that. And that's fine. You can be the Godwins without actually, you know, that could be their ceiling. We don't need anything more from these guys than that. Godwins were tag champs. Had Sonny as a manager for a brief while. Hey. Ambrose and Drew McIntyre, they go right at it. Drew ends up beating Ambrose with a belt. And Ambrose has two? <laughs> yeah. Did he have two belts on? Yeah, he he pulled off a belt and still had a belt, which I, I've never Fantastic. seen before. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ambrose jumps from the top rope to the outside with an elbow. They brawl back, uh, outside until Ambrose regains control with the belt. Drew cracks him with a headbutt, though. A real nice one. Drew tries to run at Ambrose with the stairs. Gets uh, a drop toe hold done instead. But Elias shows up, cracks Ambrose with the guitar. McIntyre wins with a Claymore and a pin. Then Lashley and Baron Corbin jump in on the fun. Uh, but before all that, what anything to add to the match? I want them to lean into this Dean, like, losing his marbles, but maybe, like, crazy like a fox. Like, the two belts thing I thought was great. When he pulled it out and was going to use it, but then Drew got a hold of it, I wanted him to stand up and pull out the other belt. And then he'd be like, mano a mano. Like, that's why I brought the second belt. Because you got my first one, but I got my second one. Let's go to war with these belts. I thought that could be a lot of fun. But, you know, they never actually capitalized on the belt thing. Um, uh, I don't I, – I was I was unsure what they were doing with Dean. Now with Roman back, and you're talking about how maybe some talks can resume with Dean. Um, if they decide that Dean's going to stick around for a while longer – um, this is an interesting story, I think, to be had. Um, but yeah, Elias joining the alliance of bad dudes, I think, make makes sense. Like, why not have all these guys yeah. run together? You know, it's like the, the new little dungeon of doom. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, 
perhaps appropriately enough, that was the motivation for the actual Legion of Doom in WWE. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns make the save and clear the ring. As I as I mentioned, I was told by somebody backstage that that call was made shortly after the initial segment, which considering how well this show ran, even though you could tell that things were cut, that doesn't surprise me. But, hey, you never know what will drop on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, Q&A show last week, we mentioned that Roman Reigns and The Shield would have a presence at Fastlane. But they left Ambrose back there just hanging. And I love that look they exchanged on the on the ramp. Yeah, there was that that was like we're we're gonna come out and save you because you know we don't want you to get killed. But come on, dude. You you, you know, we, we we not it's not all water under the bridge. And I thought that was great because because brothers can fight and brothers can hold grudges, but brothers don't let other brothers get beaten to death. You know what I mean? Like that's that's fine. I like that. I also loved, as you said, that that exchange on the ramp and looking back at Dean and Dean kind of struggling to get to his knees and kind of half smiling at them up on the ramp, like, thanks for saving me. And yeah, I know we're not okay yet. I think that's good. And they should actually have that as a scene that plays out where Dean makes sure they're okay now. Roman has to be the ultimate peacemaker. Yes. He's never screwed over either one of them. Yeah. Like so he has to be the peacekeeper and ironically that's that's kind of what WWE is hoping I'm told backstage is that he can be the dean whisperer. Yeah. Of sorts uh and if anybody can yeah. Absolutely. Him, yeah. Uh don't be surprised to see Roman Reigns make a big push for uh that relationship to be mended. Bailey defeated Nia Jax. I did not see that coming. I thought for sure Nia Jax was going to beat uh, Bailey. Bailey gets a nice uh, throw. Nia kicks out. Some good back and forth. We saw a Nia Oklahoma stampede. Dr. Death style, almost. But her undoing comes when she weirdly goes after Sasha. He just reaches out there, grabs her, gets kneed in the face. Mia <laughs> ate the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You can just see her coming from a mile away. And yeah. Sasha dives out of the way like a half hour later. Here comes Tamina. Just <laughs> I loved it. Bailey won with a, a good elbow drop that looked like it got to me or Nia in the face initially. Yeah. That was good stuff. This is good stuff. Um, I, I agree. Usually they go with the, you know, oh, Nia Jax has pinned one half of the women's tag champions. Um but I like that they give Bailey the win here. Nia can get the 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 win next week or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they will. That's because that's how they do it. Uh, usually, it's the other way around. Um, but I, I, I'm fine with this. I I I love that they have uh, formally said um, we're defending these belts everywhere. I don't know how they decide in what order um, and how they decide who gets. Who, which team from which brand gets the title shot? But I love the idea of these two women going down to full sale and in and you know saying, "Okay, ladies in the locker room, which one is going to step up?" Because because those women are still goddesses down there. You know, not I mean? not much of a spoiler. We can talk about it. it happened last week. Uh, Bailey and Sasha showed up at NXT as they should have. Yes, good yes. move, great move, great move. I mean, they're, 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 those those two are always going to be treated as deities there, as well as should. Um, and 
and it's a, it's a huge it's a huge deal. I mean, this is a this is a kind of I mean, I I just love the idea of of integrating NXT with the main roster more and more, and 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 letting people move up and down and back and forth in, in ways that that don't make it so like you know. Um, like, because the other thing is that that if you even if you liken it to a minor league and the majors system, in the majors, if things aren't working out, if you need to work on your swing, you know, or maybe your elbow needs a rehab, you get sent back down to the minors and then you get brought back up later. But in WWE, it feels like okay, you're in the minors now, move over to the majors, and if you don't hit 400 with 60 home runs, you're out or you're going to ride the bench for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. I like the idea of like, listen, whatever launch you try with, with EC3 did not work. If you bring him back down to, to, to NXT, they'll, they still love him down there. You can have a, a program with Adam Cole and AC3 down there that will run for a while. People will love it. They'll, they'll do great stuff. You can bring him back up later when you actually figure out what to do with the guy. Yeah. Objectively the way that he was brought up now, sucked yeah it, it, they absolutely ruined that thing and the problem is is they his best talent i say is what he can do on the mic and they never let him talk they never let him talk and some now of the he, most some of the most entertained i've been by wwe programming in the last decade was him and daniel bryan just doing their funny stuff on nxt is it was hilarious they, they keep they keep talking about how i'm pretty sure Every everybody's actually had some out in front of the crowd stuff on both brands, except for EC3. Like the only time he appeared on SmackDown, he was like in the backstage looking himself in the mirror, which now I guess is Mojo Rawley's gimmick. But EC3, <laughs> you, you you're telling me you never you, you ruined this whole thing before you ever got a chance for him and Daniel Bryan to be like, don't I don't I know you from somewhere? Like because yes. Like that, that would have popped the crowd for uh, for days, I and mean, they never even got a chance to capitalize on it. What did you think of the shorter matches that we saw tonight? That I mean, happened pretty consistently, and I'm okay with that. It adds a sense of unpredictability. But I'll tell you what, you can't do. You can't just all the time on Raw have four or five minute matches like it like it was in the two hour era of TV because they didn't have time for anything else. And then all of a sudden, when it gets to pay per view everything's 10 to 15 minutes. That just doesn't make any sense. But I am all for that varying up. I'm okay with somebody getting a two-minute win, a 12-minute win, a 20-minute win. Keep it unpredictable. Yes, uh, I'm I'm fine with that as long as it, you know, doesn't nerf anybody or screw with their momentum or anything to have them, you know, lose lose an unexpected squash or whatever. You can figure out how to tell the story where everyone comes out okay. Uh, However... I think that you that that a lot of that you know oh we didn't like we had to cut time from here and here and here can be done with like okay maybe the backstage thing with with um, heavy machinery and the ascension we can pull that we can use that next week to set up the match the same night um, and we can we can lose Jinder and Kurt because that doesn't do anything and then you have what like eight more minutes to play with, to extend the matches, to let things breathe a little bit more, as opposed to trying to like put everybody on the show all at once. And I just, I don't think it helped as many people as it probably could have. I felt, I honestly felt like that, that Alistair Black and Ricochet 
versus the Revival match was over in 30 seconds because of how many commercials that bookended it and were in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, it's over? Because that was the match I would have wanted to see the longest of uh, on the whole night. Birthday time, and it looked – I was worried. When I yeah. saw the cl- – I was clock Me watching here. Me too. I was. I was like – when they were like, all right, let's bring down uh, this guy and Ricky Steamboat and Sting. And like, okay, guys, I'm, I'm looking at the clock, and it's like, all right, it's Ric Flair. But before we bring out Ric Flair, we got to show you this video package. Like, you people have four minutes before the overrun starts. And we got to get Becky Lynch out from underneath that cake table so she can rip off Rick's arm because that's everything everyone ever thought was going to happen on this night. From the time they were like Ric Flair's birthday in Atlanta, we're like, oh, Becky's totally going to take him out. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, that, that was assumed. And there were people backstage that were being told because they were relaying it to me that Charlotte, who was there that in the afternoon, right. was flown to the SmackDown Live event to be flown back for to hopefully be, be back, on be, be on a, uh, a a post tape whatever the hell it was I said. Right. I'm told that she didn't even know what was going to happen in the final wow, segment that's great. <laughs> and found out, uh, which is good. I think that's that's great stuff. You don't always want to work people, uh, especially you got Ric Flair. And to be quite honest, one of the best parts about the Ric Flair Conrad show that they had was. Rick would just say stuff, not realizing he wasn't supposed to say stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of magical. But they played this very close to the vest. And I had forgotten that Dave Batista was even there, to be honest with you. I was so busy clock watching. Me too. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? What's going on? So Triple H and Stephanie bring out Shawn Michaels, Ricky Steamboat, Kurt Angle, Sting, Ricky Steamboat looked great. He looked great. He looked like he could go 10 minutes with Seth Rollins tomorrow. He looked great. They run a Ric Flair video package, but Flair doesn't come out, Alex. Instead, we see a figure walk by the camera, and you could tell it was Batista. He grabs a cameraman, and he says, wait here. And I was like, oh, here it goes. This was a phenomenal way to end Raw. I, I don't know. Uh, this might be a Bruce Pritchard thing. I know he's he's back in the fold doing stuff. Um, the the way that they handled the production of that backstage segment was very different. From down the hall, you can see this guy who I immediately know as Batista, but a lot of people might not have. It's from a long ways away, dragging a cameraman way off in the distance toward a dressing room, and then the feed cuts to that cameraman being dragged. Says and. Batista, we can see it's him now, says, wait here. And then he goes into the room and he drags out Rick. And he says in the camera, he says, you know, Hunter, you, uh, you know, you got attention now. Um, there was never a, why is there a cameraman in Flair's dressing room just waiting for this to happen thing? Like, that's the thing that we've always, we've talked about. Why does Jay have a cameraman with him when he's going to cheat on Naomi? Like a couple months yeah. ago. Like, like. This was the opposite of that. This was a way to like actually make it feel real. Like, why is there a cameraman there? Because Dave Batista dragged his ass over there. And, and 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 he pulls out Rick to do it right there in front of the cameraman as opposed to the cameraman already being in the dressing room, which I feel is exactly how this would have gone, I don't know, two weeks ago. I loved the way they handled this thing. It was very cinematic, which makes me wonder if it might have been Batista 
saying, listen, this might, this is how we would do it in Hollywood. Maybe, I don't know, but oh, I, there, there I, were plenty of Hollywood types there. I'll tell you that much. There, there was a lot, a lot there tonight. This was one of the, I kept just hearing names and names and names of people backstage and all the crews that were there. This was just, this was a phenomenal way to end. And, and Batista playing off the fact that a lot of people know that he hasn't been able to get WWE's attention saying, yes. do I have your attention now was the perfect way to close out that show. And the last time we saw on WWE programming was in, was it in SmackDown 1000 or whatever it was. And, uh, and he, him talking, he was talking shit to, to trips that night. And there yep. was, there was some little some tension there. I really love that. And then that wasn't enough. And so, so he has to go after trips mentor I thought that was great. And uh, listen, I mean, however however long ago it was, when Guardians of the Galaxy was going to come out, like four years ago now or whatever it is, and he was like, hey, I got this movie coming out. I think it'll be really good. You can tie into my appearance. Like, nobody's ever heard of that movie. It's not going to do anything. Uh, and then it became a huge hit. And now um, the Avengers, the final Avengers movie, is going to be hitting theaters like, I don't know, three weeks after Mania? Like it's a perfect tie-in to have this guy who's who's a beloved character on that series, one of the biggest movies ever, starring this dude, is going to be, you know, in in your as part as part of the program for Mania. It's perfect. They have to do it. This was, uh, I thought, a pretty strong episode of Raw. I really enjoyed it. Uh, people asking about Randy Orton, he was at the SmackDown event, was disappointed, uh, had to be in Savannah during all this. I'm told that Charlotte found out <laughs> as she was in Gorilla after her match with Asuka and uh, just landed back in Atlanta uh, shortly or just, just a few minutes ago. But, man, this is this was a, a, a really good episode of Raw where you bookend it. You get two really big characters back on your show, including one that is a Hollywood juggernaut, Alex. Yeah, it's it, well, two. I mean, now we got Roman Reigns who's going to be in the new Fast and the Furious movie yeah, with true. The Rock. Like he's maybe not juggernaut, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. Like that guy with his with his looks and his charisma. Oh like yeah. If he wanted, if he wanted to say, you know what, I'm gonna take a year off. I'm gonna go make a bunch of Asker movies. I'm gonna be a huge giant star. He's he's the next. He's the next Cena. Like I mean, he wants, hey, he was the backup plan to Jason Momoa for that yeah. role. Yeah. So and he's doing all yeah. right for himself. Yeah. Um, Man. As again, I, I loved that. You've got two huge things bookending your show, and they do not relate to each other in the slightest. And I love that there are two separate storylines dominating Raw that you can sink your teeth into and and speculate on that lead us into next week and beyond that aren't like intertwining in any way because they, they can be separate. I like that a lot. What will you remember most about this episode of Raw? Because obviously two very big things. One from an emotional standpoint, one from a storyline standpoint. Um, I mean, you, you, it's hard. It's hard to choose between the two. I mean, obviously, it's the Roman thing. It's probably going to be the most lasting. But, but um, just the way that Dave, Mister Batista, handled uh, that moment was so great, and also great troll job with with the blue shades. You know, for Blue Tista, thought that was well was played. So played. Um, but I just, the way he looks and like, and I, I don't know, there's something that pops me every time 
where uh, just just guys that you feel like you really feel like there might there might be something deep seated long in the past between actual dudes, Dave Batista and 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 you know Paul Levesque. Like those two guys might have something. I like that there's the the chance of like being able to actually really sink your teeth into whatever that is when you play that as a character. Um, having that actual real emotion there, but just the idea of like, do I have any attention now, Hunter? Like that that's something that 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 Batista would have been saying a few years ago. Like I can't believe these guys aren't giving me the time of day on this thing, and then being able to prove them wrong. So that now he gets to come back and actually play that out. I think it's just it's brilliant artistically. As brilliant as as the beginning was emotionally. Artistically, I don't think Raw has been that good artistically in years. Like that, that was a that was a great totally shocked. I as it, we talked about it. I forgot Batista was supposed to be there. I was so shocked when they, when it was that was the ending and not the Becky Lynch thing that everyone was expecting for weeks. I had a good time covering this show. It was a busy, busy night. I want to thank all of you, our new subscribers to FightfulSelect.com. If you can't subscribe to Fightful Select, leave us a nice review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. Thumbs up, subscribe. We are here on Tuesdays after SmackDown. We are here on Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern with the list and your boy, myself, and Fightful founder, Jimmy Van. We have the Fightful MMA podcast, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Every other week, the Fightful Boxing Podcast. Last week's had Carlos Toro and Joe Hulbert. This weekend, I'm covering UFC 235. John Jones back in action. Tyron Woodley back in action. It is loaded. You're welcome to follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Hit up our boys at Get Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. But most importantly, visit FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful. Subscribe.